Hey, this is Frederick and Glenn from The Property Guys. We're here at Abnormal Beer Company, in beautiful Rancho Bernardo with Matt Deloche, who is the genius behind this whole concept here. So, <laughs> <laughs> And then I just left Glenn literally speechless. You left me hanging. Yeah. It's all good, though. It's okay. So before we dive into this, which yeah, yeah. we're ready to do right now, let's just thank our sponsors really quick. Go ahead. So uh, let's thank uh, Ryan and Darren at Hot Mortgage for always doing our lending needs. Sarah Gallegos with Open Escrow, handling all our escrow, and Alexi Hutchins handling our title with First American. Now we got the formalities out of the way. Let's start drinking some beer and seeing why we're actually here today. Yeah, yeah. well, I think one of the things people don't know is that uh, the property guys isn't just about real estate and you know what's going on with that. We're really trying to be embedded in the community. We help people obviously fix up homes and we're interested in local businesses and what they're doing. So this is our first local spotlight, we're calling it with Property Guys, with Abnormal Beer Company. Yes, yeah. Yeah. thank you so much for, for reaching out and, and having your first one here. It's, Absolutely, it's awesome. and we're excited, yeah. So I think one of the things that was fascinating I read about you was, and you could speak as much as you'd like about this. We'll, we'll cut it and we'll edit it down anyway. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> is you actually have a background in winemaking. Yes. Which is fascinating. So kind of take us back. How many years back does that go and how did that start? Ooh, winemaking for me started back in the late 2000s. Um, and it was just really kind of a hobby. Uh, something okay. that I started with my brother. He got really into it and it was part of our kind of long-term plan. We thought, oh, you know, it'd be great in the distant future to at some point, you know, retire, have a winery and uh, just kind of make a really cool, neat concept um, and just have that be kind of our thing. Yeah. And um, ended up expedited a bit, um, obviously, <laughs> to uh, a few years after that. And uh, it was actually my mom that talked me into opening it up as an actual business. I was doing software at the time, so kind of software during the day, winemaking at night, found this location that was great, kind of nestled in between Forest Ranch, Ranch Bernardo, Poway. Yeah, sure. Um, and um, yeah, just kind of started building. So where are you from originally? Interesting. Originally from Santa Barbara, but grew up here in San Diego. So okay. ever okay. since I was you know five or six, so I've been through the school districts down here. Where'd you go to college? Uh, San Diego State. Oh, see, now I'm really, really far. Yeah. yeah. I'm Aztec, opposite because yeah. I, I, I grew up in LA, but I went to UC Santa Barbara. Okay, nice. So, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Where in, where in Santa Barbara did you live? Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the, like, just past the mission up on the hill. Yeah. Kind of a little Riviera. Yep. That's a very nice area, by the way, guys. Awesome. This is an area that nobody can get into now. Well, it was very different back then. We're well, talking I know. But you know what I'm talking about now. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like basically you have to wait for somebody to die. Yes. Um, a lot of older folks living up there, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a nice area. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful views up so, there, too. Yeah. We used to leave every year for Fiesta. Now we try to get up there to, for Fiesta every year to kind of get back in the area. So what are nice. some of your favorite wines? Uh, I'm a big fan of the kind of the funky eclectic stuff. So, you know, some fun stuff from, you know, uh, Greece and, um, oh. you know, just fun little Appalachians in, in places, um, especially if I'm able to actually get there and, and taste. Um, yeah, I guess kind of the funkier, the, the better. But as far <laughs> as like my, my daily drinking, you know, right now it's summertime, it's hot. So like a nice uh, Vignet or Albarino is, oh, is generally very what I'll cool. go for. Yeah. I should be taking notes. Take some notes, yeah. Yeah, right. I gotta, I gotta well, I think, you know, one thing that strikes me about uh, Santa Barbara, it, my wife and I are big winos. Me, probably, I probably drink too much wine, but whatever. There's no such <laughs> hey, thing. Hey, you die later, whatever. <laughs> enjoy it while you <laughs> got it, right? It exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what I really love about Santa Barbara, and I think Paso Robles is similar, too, is that mm. 
the uh, the topography of those areas is so drastic. Oh yeah. Compared to like Napa, Napa's inland, so they can only get so much coastal breeze and that cooling. I mean, they get some of it, but the beauty of Santa Barbara and San Inez and also Paso Robles is you, the coastal side can do like these beautiful pinos, you mm -hmm. know, on one side of the mountain, on the other side they're doing cabs and zins. And it's that beautiful range, and it's, it's just butted right up against the yeah. coast, and they're just you know the big sheer. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that was interesting about we were talking before we got on camera but um i have like an idea about a business and, and the reason that i came up with it was that i i started with wine i love wine and wine is a craft it's about it's about the soil it's about the sun it's about there's all sorts of you know the grapes and beer has transitioned into that and so kind of talk about how you kind of transition what what brought you into brewing yeah, so uh, as you said, started up with wine. Um, I feel like the process with wine is really just don't mess up what the grapes did. <laughs> that's your job as a winemaker. Interesting. Right? That's, yeah. that's your, you know, just don't mess it up. Yeah. Um, with beer, I feel like it's the complete opposite. You have all of these, you know, fantastic ingredients and you can just kind of bring them together and make, you know, a delicious beverage um, and be able to. Hazy dreams. Part, <laughs> for the most part, be able to repeat it. Um, you know, that's much harder to do on the wine side. Right. And um, so it's always kind of the, the path that I wanted to go down. Um, my, um, I built everything with my best friend James and uh, Elvin. And so we kind of had a, a, a roadmap of where we wanted to go. So starting with wine and then moving into beer, food, um, cool. and then at some point, spirits. Yeah, um, nice. I'm a big, big whiskey friend. That's yeah. a nice oh. big tease right there. <laughs> so, um, Ooh, um, baby. Yeah, so just the kind of the concept of it, and in addition to that, the the environment of the the beer community, the collaborative nature of it, right? The you know just that whole atmosphere is just so different, and it's so it's yeah. such a stark contrast to the wine wine industry, right? Um, so it's something that really drew us to it, and mm -hmm. it's you know one of the the components of like the genesis of the name abnormal um, was to kind of you know bring in these other facets and these other um, these things to the wine industry that didn't exist and sure. uh, create a different culture and just kind of go our own path rather than just following the kind of the normal right. winery. Route. So to clarify, so when you guys started here, you started the wine first and then got into the beer here, yep. correct? Yeah, correct. So the okay. front door that you walk in, yeah. uh, suite one, two, three is the, the original suite that we, we were in. And it was a little 500 square foot <laughs> tasting room, very nice. modest. Mm -hmm. um, and then everything was in the back. So we kind of had a single office and then the, the production area in the back. Um, and that was it. And wow. so when we started to get into food, uh, the original executive chef, Mike Arquinez, we would pull all of the furniture out and bring in, you know, tables because everything was kind of sat up high. Yeah. And we could squeeze in, you know, say 18 to 20 people in there <laughs> and do some um, some course menus. And it That's was great. It was really a lot of fun. Good memories, though, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. 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 Much so simpler back then. How does it differ? Yeah, so right. you were doing uh, software, mm -hmm. you know, That's in, what I was in that ask. business. Yeah. Well, go ahead and ask it. Right. I'm, I'm talking too much. How do you much. go from software <laughs> to wine? Like, I, what? obviously this is your passion you're in now. Yeah. Software was there to pay the bills type of thing. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, bridge that gap for us. It's kind of one of many gaps that comprises my life. I mean, I've gone from, you know, apparel to finance to real estate to medical software to regular software, building material distribution. Um, I, I mean, I drove a, a big truck from here to South Dakota, basically straight. <laughs> nice. You know, 
through like tornadoes and just all sorts of kind of wild random things that just right have kind of transpired and it's just so you're like the yeah. ultimate dude to have a beer with and yeah. now you make fantastic beer exactly good point <laughs> really really setting the bar here right now straight out the gate um yeah it just um just kind of happened i guess is, yeah. is ultimately i just like to have they've been passions and that's kind of what abnormal is all about is we bring together people who have different passions and we we make cool stuff i was gonna ask you about that so the the, the word abnormal we know what that means but for you guys like why did you use that term to describe your beer company so the origination of it was really um when i was talking about the the wine industry in the beginning it was the the deviation from the normal path mm, that gotcha. kind of everybody goes with wine and really bringing a different culture to the table um and we've built on that and we've kind of we use that as our core principle and really to not necessarily just do what other people are doing um in, in kind of the sense that you see you know out in the market but really listen to all the ideas and you know really try to you know come up with something that's fun that's different um and do things differently you know be abnormal embrace our own individuality sure and do something do you think that your background in wine helped you i guess create or conceive a, a beer company that's a little more that it's a little bit different than we see in san diego i mean i i i mean him and i the reason we came up here is that uh, to me there's and we've been to what 60 70 breweries in san diego yeah at least probably yeah at least and consistently your beers are fantastic and i'm so, not just kissing your ass they're fantastic <laughs> no they are they're fantastic yeah. they really um, are. i can't take any credit for that beer, i beer. myself well, have absolutely no business owning yeah. a brewery um yeah. you're still just, a concept sure yeah right. conceptually you know? but it's it's the people it's the, you know the team that you build it's you know mm -hmm. the guys right now in the back that are that are crafting these which these we're going to get to guys right. the brewers coming up in the next segment that's the, the next part <laughs> i can already tell matt's a very smart person yeah right you surround yourself with Man, people genius, good smart, people you know, and then you have an idea you're the visionary <clears throat> that's important a lot of people don't have vision um especially with real estate obviously yeah we yeah. walk into a house good point you, you know it's vision. from the 60s it's a shag carpet and popcorn. Yeah. We walk in and we're like, this is fantastic. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a dream come true. And our buyers are like, you guys are nuts. Right. I, this is this place is crappy. I was going to say <laughs> something else. <laughs> Self but, love it. you know, you have to have that vision. And then having sharing that vision with people is fantastic. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's a great attribute to have. And obviously it's very successful for you and uh so i think that's interesting though because and you you and i when we run our business we do it the same way which is yeah. it's it's hard for some people who are i guess i don't want to say visionaries because that's a little strong but people who foresee what they want to accomplish yeah sure it's a little hard for them to give a control of the actual minutia extremely that's right? actually been one of my biggest struggles is right. i've always you know especially just kind of being in software you can kind of just you have full control you control it, it. Yeah, exactly totally yeah you it's been the the biggest limiting factor with abnormal has been me learning to peel that control away right and you know allow people to really well i uh, called one day you're allowing people to be creative yeah. exactly yeah yeah um and, and so you know i like i tend to bite off more than i can chew and you know sometimes especially in the past i'm getting better at it sure um but it's really giving that over and allowing somebody to excel and to succeed in right. their own right and that's been the most fruitful thing that i've really yeah, as far as the day the, the first day i was up here and i was trying to get a hold of him i called and she's like yeah he's out hanging lights <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. they got all the lights hung on to the your point though to yeah. your point you're like nah I'll do it. whatever 
<laughs> Give me the ladder. I'll do it. Yeah. But a lot of times it's kind of, you know, I'm still figuring it out as I'm doing it. So it's sure. like I, you know, haven't had the time to really like be extremely premeditated in that instance. And uh, right. kind of a, you know, shoot from the hips sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, so, <laughs> so we're, we're, we're always like that. So uh, other breweries in San Diego. So let's talk about a little bit about, and we'll talk to your brewer too, as well, but it's interesting to talk to people that own breweries and experience, you know, the, the actual taste of the beers and the, you know the, right. the art of it the craft yeah. of it yeah so what other breweries in san diego do you kind of look at and you're like i really like their beer i like how they run their business or oh this is because we got some big ones here oh yeah, yeah and, which have is a couple of my some mind. of the biggest yeah which is fantastic because <laughs> it's a it's such a competitive market and yeah. so i feel like this is like if you're going to do it somewhere if you can do it here then you can do it good point um, anywhere yeah, one of my other kind of uh, limitations, I would say, is that I'm just not like a super social person, so I don't get out there nearly as much as I should. Got it. Um, get out there and you know socialize and you know and, sure. uh, network. Sure. Um, so I actually haven't been to a ton of other breweries. <laughs> uh, I the most interaction that I get is when we have you can people, go with us. Yeah, when we you have people come us. over here and we do collaborations and whatnot. Sure. Um, so like Andrew from Virgin. Mm -hmm. um, Yep. Know, super cool team. Love their beer. Love their stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pure Project, obviously, you know, fan mm -hmm. favorite of San Diego. Yep. Um, I'm, you know, there's tons. I would love to shout out, you know, everybody. Um, yeah. But there's, there is, there's so many good breweries here in San Diego uh, and so much good beer that I know really hard to, to just like, yeah, point and I can and, appreciate and, that. You know, yeah. yeah. It's, a, I mean, it really is a closed knit community, yeah. right? And we've noticed people will intermingle. Mm -hmm. Right, and you like you pick up something here, like you're talking about, and you like yeah. it becomes your own. Like sure. you become your own person within this community, maybe somewhere else down the road. Yeah, right? and it's kind of you, and you share the knowledge. There's no like you mm -hmm. know this notion of like I know this, and I'm not going to tell you. Never going to share yeah. it. You'll never. Yeah. No, it's out. you know they yeah, come here. You know everybody comes. You brew and you yeah. share information. You talk about techniques, and everybody gets better. And that's I think one of the main components of what has made San Diego such a fantastic destination for, for craft beer yeah. is because we have this great community yeah. um, and there's just been so much that has, you know, so much information that has been shared so quickly yeah. um, and that we've been able to produce really, really yeah. great products here. So that's called uh, open mindset for you guys. <laughs> the sharing and yeah. collaboration, it's called an open mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. I learned about it from a daughter who graduated uh, sixth grade, <laughs> going into middle school. They teach open mindset. So nice. That's actually a good thing. Yeah, yeah it's very, great. It's great. It's good to yeah. collaborate with people. It's good well, that I'm not even going to say the word. It's done, and we can don't, do this. Don't. And we can be. We promise we're we meant to be. It. We can be a community. Exactly. Around each other, talk <laughs> to each other. <laughs> but yeah, but it's like. I was alluding to earlier is that we've had to learn the same thing, which is early on we we controlled everything. We were well, we can do this, we can do social media, we can do video. And the reality is that, and you'll see if Stormy cuts to our B roll going right there. Um, you need people, right? And yeah. so when you find somebody who's good at something, like you said, give them the keys of the car, let them yeah. let them excel, yeah. right? And maybe you might have to you know veer them a little bit, but give some navigation, but yeah, for yeah. the most part, yeah, yeah, because. I don't know. I don't know much about social media uh, placement or advertising. I know nothing, so I hire people to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I think one of the things that is interesting too, when you're starting a brewery in San Diego, this is one of the things people always ask me. 
like what is the licensing requirements? Because some breweries would go into, they're like, oh no, we have no food, right? Or they'll get a food truck. Like you guys have a full Smart. kitchen. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably, right? Yeah, right? So what are the different, like how difficult is it to get a, uh, a license for brewing in San Diego? First question. Secondly, what are the differences between those types of licenses where one has food, one doesn't, and what's the complications with that? Yeah, um, so to answer your first question, very easy. Yeah. Um, we have a 23 here, so we're a beer manufacturer. Um, those aren't regulated like other like liquor licenses mm. or not okay. um, because there's no actual liquor being served here. So the actual manufacturing side, very easy. Um, and then as far as a food, again, very easy. You just get set up with the, um, with the city and the health department. And because you have a manufacturer's license, you can have a bona fide eating um, establishment there as well. Oh, so okay. that's actually, and it also kind of works as a loophole. So normally you cannot have a restaurant at our location. We're in an IP2-1, which you guys are probably familiar with, but yep. basically light industrial. Mm -hmm. And so you can't have a retail establishment here, but you can have a restaurant a bona fide eating place <laughs> in a beer manufacturer or a wine manufacturer. In this mm -hmm. case, we have it under our wine license. Um, and so you, we can have that here because of, you know, the way that everything works. Right. Um, and so relatively easy in that, in that regard, as long as you, you know, follow the rules and, and, you know, complete all the steps. So you get registered with the government. So with the TTB to get started, you get your beer manufacturer license here, your wine manufacturing license, and then you get registered with ABC um, mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. the state level with California. And, um, and really from there it's pretty straightforward yeah. all right there you go cool. folks you wow. home brewers at home yeah there you go that's how that's you start a brewery there it yeah. is right i guess i guess the biggest piece is trying to like scaling right so I, I've, yeah. I've talked to some of the breweries too it's interesting they have very i'm sure you're a business guy i can tell they have very different ways they're trying to structure their business so there's backdoor mm -hmm. and front door business right mm -hmm. so for example your front door here we're in this brewery you got a restaurant you know, I buy a pint, it's six bucks, seven bucks, eight bucks, whatever it is. But then there's the wholesale out of the back end. Yeah. And that's the manufacturing. And that's where, you know, that's, so how do you guys structure your kind of business model? So we set everything up originally really retail focused. Um, okay. In order to get the name out there, it doesn't really do well if you can make a bunch of product, get it out, you know, through wholesale, but then nobody buys it. Sure. Right. You have to have sell through. Um, so you have to create that marketing presence. You have to have a name in order to pull the product through the market actually. And, you know, for the, for the wholesale side to work. Sure. Um, so we really focused on that for the first, you know, handful of years, really building the name, um, and that side of the business first, and then started working on, all right, let's scale things from here. We now know what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. Um, we've had time to test things in the market and then now we're ramping up on the wholesale side to really scale that. So on a business side, do you feel like very good. If you were to put a, a business plan together for a brewery, say a 10 year plan, what is the percentage of revenue that you would like to see going back door versus front door? I'm just curious about the stratification of that. Oh man, I mean, it totally changes in the beginning, like <laughs> all front door, 100%. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you yeah. wanna just really focus on that, knock that out of the park. Sure. Um, and then, you know, basically you start to see the, you know, the whole, the back door side, you know, really start to scale up. Yeah. You know, as you get a, you know, a few years in and then from there, you should really, your majority by and large should be the, the wholesale yeah. side. And then you got to catch up on uh, production too, right? So if you start selling, now you got to produce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I showed you guys stuff at Trader Joe's the other day, yep. which I hadn't seen yet. Yeah. I was in there the other day. I've been buying the, uh, it's made West up out of Ventura. Okay. They, they make a nice hazy. It's like a 7% or it's great. Yeah. Little four packs. 
and I saw Abnormal right next to it. I'm like, I'll grab one of those too. Nice. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Trader <laughs> Joe's has been fantastic. It's been a, a great, great, yeah. great chain for us. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what do you guys do if, uh, or, or how does a, a brewery adjust? Let's say they do get big. Now, it's probably not going to be sculping big. Nobody is, but yeah. that, that ship has sailed. However. It could be. However, when you have demand, how do you scale that? Or do, or do you not want to scale it? That's the other thing too. Maybe they might want to leave it small batch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's something we definitely want to get to. Um, we do want to scale. We want to be able to provide more. You know, we feel like we have a great team here. And we want to be able to share those crafts with more and more people. Sure. Um, there's also the added benefit that uh, as you scale, the economies of scale scale with that. And, <laughs> Correct. Uh, it yes. becomes actually more sustainable. More profitable. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think that's yeah. one of the big misconceptions with breweries is everybody thinks, oh, you know. You have a brewery, you guys make bank, you know, yada, yada, yada. Not the case at all. I mean, until you get to, you know, a few thousand barrels, right? you're just, you know, you're just skimming by. This this has been more of a passion project for me. It's not something that I've even taken a paycheck, you know, other than like a very minimal one as of, you know, late, mostly just to get insurance. From. <laughs> um, not something that I, yeah. I think Mr. Wonderful would love to hear that right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Good job. Yeah, right. um, so yeah, uh, there's definitely a little some some misconceptions in that in that regard. But the um, yeah, by and large, I would say it's takes time. Yeah. So when you're brewing on site, look, we got a bunch of uh, some big old barrels. Distillers, or uh, yep. distillers not the right word. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Technically, these are uni tanks, fermenters. Okay. Fermenters. So like yeah. one these of have, these, they're stainless steel, I'm assuming? Yeah. What does one cost, just out of curiosity? You so guys for bring these guys, in. these are about 17,000. Um, and then we have the ones. That's like a car, guys. Yeah, <laughs> like three cars back there. <laughs> um, and then we have three 40-barrel tanks uh, that line the, the back of this room. Um, this was actually a really fun addition to us. Um, when we were sailing, we were trying to figure out how we could pack in as many fermenters or as much volume as possible. Sure. And yeah. the manufacturer, Premier, in this case, uh, said that you, you guys can't fit this many tanks in here. There's, just, there's not enough space. Um, and I apologize. I don't think we've been back there yet, but I'll take you for it. We will. Yeah, there. we'll go. Yeah. Um, it gets tight, but it worked. Because um, you have, have the, the added constraint of like, okay, you get them in, but then how do you stand them up once they're in there and get sure. them Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I never even thought about that. Yeah. And then where are they manufactured? Um, I'm not sure where they get the main components, but they bring them into Escondido and they do all the finishing and kind of the, okay. the final work. Yeah. There. So um, yeah. I can't speak for, for their business, but yeah. we get them from Escondido. Right. Okay. Cool. Good old Escondido. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up here, cause we just got the, whatever storm you're sending us. I don't know. Um, I thought it was like a language. You guys yeah. It was some sort of language. I feel very <laughs> isolated. Over so what's called sign language. So what's been <laughs> the, the biggest, I guess, obstacle for you? you know, getting this business going and then what's been the biggest kind of reward? I would say the biggest obstacle has been myself. <laughs> That's um, usual, right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think for the most part, as far as the, the normal, you know, business obstacles, you know, they come and go, everybody deals with it. It's not really anything unique, but really kind of learning your own limitations and getting out of the way in order to allow the business to succeed has been, you know, it's definitely been an ongoing learning experience for me. Um, as far as reward has been the people cool. the team that we have here is, is hands down they're the best yeah the best um that anybody could ever hope for that's awesome and, um, yeah between you know Ginny, our gm here becky um basically assistant general manager but she does all the events uh chef scotty um scott cannon our executive chef here like 
hands down, just such great people. Nice. Um, and then on the beer side, um, you know, we've had some great brewers come through here. Um, you know, started with Derek. Um, we, you know, got introduced and brought Niall in. Um, and then now I have Jason uh, Martin, which you guys will be talking to yeah. after this. Fantastic yeah. guy. He's been here just for, uh, and just coming up in a couple months now. But yeah. oh, cool. such a, a fantastic human. And then a lot of the great guys, um, Paul uh, Cessna, who just had a... Uh, uh, baby boy. Nice. Congrats. And, well, uh, congratulations to Paul. Yeah. yeah. Well done. And uh, yeah, just great humans and great people to work with. It's awesome. So you're producing uh, greater beers and yep. you're also producing a greater Matt. Yes. Yeah. What you're saying. Yes. I like yeah. to stay behind the scenes and kind of out of the camera. So, <laughs> um, but yes, I feel like I've, I've definitely learned a ton and it's been, you know, there's been a lot of reward in that, but I derive that from the, the people. That's cool. So you got, I mean, you guys have good balance here. You got kind of a family environment. Yeah, no, absolutely. But you're learning to kind of step away and let everybody do their thing now that it's sort of humming along a little yep, bit, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Cool. I, did, I have one question for Matt, though, before we get going. Do it. I'm going to finish my beer. So, is there one, is there a beer out there you've yet to produce? And two, <laughs> can you name it Property Guys or PG <laughs> or Fred and Glenn or. <laughs> Something we can we can kind of give us a shout out on your beer. That would be that would actually be funny. We could we could definitely do something. We'll put something here. We'll talk. Yes, and, that would be uh, actually really cool. See what you guys like. And we'll yeah, put, yeah. We'll put together. Oh, a, I'm gonna give a shame. We love hazy doubles. I'm gonna bef right. before we wrap up. I'm gonna give you a shameless plug, by the way. Yeah, go which for is it. Uh, so you were talking about distilling, and uh, so one of my really good friends actually is uh, one of the owners of 117 West. Okay, you know them out of um, Vista. I don't. So if you ever want to like just pick brains and look at equipment and all that those guys are rock 117 yeah. west good stuff no it's really good whiskey seriously awesome they're doing whiskey rye bourbon gins they're doing um barrel strength stuff nice um they're doing yeah the, the gin and the rum are kind of on the back burner now i think okay i think i don't know but yeah you never know but anyway yeah, yeah but i think you have a good time going up there and checking awesome. it out yeah so, have you anyway. heard of uh, malahat yeah awesome yeah they're yeah great humans as well love their yep. stuff and, yeah uh, for sure yeah talk to them a little bit yeah all right so i guess this is the end of this first segment thank you matt deloche thank, thank you, you very much for coming glenn yes. duyer thank you matt deloche and thank you abnormal brewing company yeah beer company being here i almost said thank it wrong <laughs> abnormal beer company sorry <laughs> but we'll catch you on the next segment with uh the brewer jason. what's his name jason jason yep coming back to you awesome